Hi, everybody. I'm Shalia, and I had a great time talking with my boy Roberto today on his podcast, the Decisive Podcast Creative Artist Series, episode number 79. I cannot wait for you all to hear my new upcoming single, Pursuit. We discussed that and so much more. So stay tuned and keep it locked. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Decisive Podcast Series. I am your host, Roberto Q. Ingram. And today we are here to discuss artist creativity. That's right. We discuss various topics about their mission, expectations, the process, the struggles and the successes and much, much more. I hope that their stories will inspire you and other like minded creatives to be the best they can be. I'm super excited to have on the program today. A lovely young lady goes by the name of Shalia. She's from Houston, lovely recording artist who elegantly brings something fresh and reliable to every performance. Her unique vocal approach and stunning stage presence has placed her in front of the R&B, pop, jazz, and gospel audiences nationally and internationally. And amazingly enough, Shalia and I met while she was lead singer for the band Waterseed, who I discovered back in 2010. Since 2020, her solo career has taken off with impressive results, and you will find out the scoop as to why she's so fiercely motivated. And I'm super excited to talk about her new EP, which came out on July 15th, 2021, plus what new music is coming up next. So uh, stick around for the lowdown in today's interview. In the meantime and in between time, be sure to head over to our socials. It's very important to me and it's very important to the artist that you let us know how you feel, what's going on. Let us know, like it, pass it on to your friend, share the love. With that said, let's get on with it. Decisive podcast series, creative artist episode number 79 with your man, Roberto Q. Ingram and Shalia. Uh, hello, Shalia. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Roberto? I'm good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good, good to, to see talk you too. to you. Glad to be here. Glad to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely to have you on the Decisive uh, Podcast Creative Artist Series. Um, this is episode number 79, and I am totally excited to speak with you. Surely it's been a long time, yeah, and a long it time has. coming, right? <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm just as excited to speak with you. It's always, uh, you look lovely as, as usual. Thank you. How do you do Not that? Not too bad I, yourself. The, give me some magic, <laughs> give me some of that magic. What's, give me some of that magic uh, tips. Well, you know, first and foremost, I got to give praise to God, source, all that flows through me. You know, that is, that is my... That's my power source, if you will. And then from there, I just do my best to take good care of myself. Uh, as best I know how through my experience and my research. Mm -hmm. you, and uh, you, you find a lot of good, healthy foods in America? <laughs> Actually, I do. Okay. Uh, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> I'm able to find the good stuff. Okay. What are you doing? Growing your own? You have your own garden? <laughs> I need to be. Actually, I want to um, um, sort of like co-op co or hook up with some other gardeners. I do know some people with community gar community gardens here, mm -hmm. but I go to um, farmer's markets and Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and places like that. You know, they keep me on point. Mm -hmm. you good? Are you good today? How's it? How do you, you wake up on the good side of the bed? I did wake up happy. Happy. I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> we have, yeah, we've been in touch. But um, unfortunately, we haven't 
we have not spoken in in a while. You're right. You know, it's been a long time. How long has it been? Since we actually spoke. Oh wow. As dare I say, <laughs> it was, what, it, I want to say at least ten years. Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. Nah. It was. It was no, more, because I think you. You know what? You were in on a rehearsal. I right. heard your voice on a rehearsal. So maybe like five years ago. Right. Right. And uh, you guys also, I think you guys had a, a radio show, one a radio interview or something, and I and I had uh, gave a shout out in the in the uh, in the chat room. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that probably still would have been like around five years. Yeah, ago. about about five years ago. Um, it seems that you're really fresh, healthy, and fit. Um, yeah, I've been doing my research about you. <laughs> Yay! Um, yeah, yeah. I like a man that does research. You know, um, with. With that said, I found uh, you are into yoga. When did that all start? I started my yoga journey back in like 2008, 2007. Okay. And then when I went to Russia, which is how I met you, that's That's when I started to really uh, delve into it more because I had the time. And then from there, I just just kept practicing it. And then at one point, um, I started taking classes. And then once I got into the classes, because before that, I was just doing my own individual practice mm-hmm. through guided videos and that kind of thing. But once I got into a class with an instructor, that took me to a whole other level. And I was able to see what others were able to do. Mm-hmm. And that inspired me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just say it was it's just been great for me on so many different levels. I think that's fantastic. Um, uh, how is it working out for you uh, specifically in a uh, I mean, you. I didn't know was. I didn't know it was so long. Yeah, <laughs> I've been practicing for that long. You know, it's one of those things that. Wow. You know, it it can be a part of your fitness journey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or regimen. Mm-hmm. It could be a part of your spiritual journey mm-hmm. regimen practice. Mm-hmm. There are so many different things that you can do with yoga. It could be meditative, restorative, or more vigorous. Through uh-huh. a vinyasa flow, uh-huh. so there's so many different things you can do with it. It, you, it. it helps you with breathing. Okay. And breath is the building oh, yeah, block and core to life. <laughs> so yoga, yoga for life, everybody. Uh-huh. Yoga for president. What, and what's your favorite? <laughs> what What has been the favorite technique for you that's captured your you know attention in the? For yoga? me, it's the vinyasa flow. Um, I think restorative is great. Uh, People who just want to mainly focus on stretching, okay, they they focus on more of a restorative practice, which is great because the stretching part is essential. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is important. Uh, but the way that it opened my eyes up to knowing that I could do headstands, like I love that. I love that I can do a headstand because of <laughs> yoga, and I like the the vigor and rigorous flow uh, through the vinyasa flow. And then don't add the heat on top of that. The hot yoga. Everybody's not ready for that. But no. I recommend doing it at least for once. <laughs> I, I remember. I remember. I was in gymnastics for a long time, and and I've been going to the gym uh, about three or four times a week. But uh, to, and I've been trying to get back to the hand to, to that. Okay, you, you you said headstand, but I'm talking about handstand. <clears throat> okay. And that's uh, as I gotten older, I realized how difficult it really is. It, it can be challenging, absolutely. And then when you don't do it for a while and try to go back to it, you're like, "Ooh, I need to, I need to get ready for this, build up for this." That, that was, that's kind of that has been my those going to the gym. That's been my goal to reach those little 
fundamentals we are, where we took for granted back when we were young I think when you go mm-hmm. to school and you're doing the calisthenics just basic calisthenics calisthenic uh, uh, exercises we mm-hmm. I, I used to thought I used to think they were useless until now until uh, I got older and they it seems like it, uh, history re- repeats itself go to the gym and everyone's doing uh, lifting natural body weight and stuff like this and depending on mm-hmm. the motions that you're using it can be very strenuous Oftentimes, just so easy when you're a child. It's just a part of play. Yeah, you're just true. having a good so. time. Yeah. You don't understand what goes into it. And then once you have more experiences in life, and you know, you're not. That's not your day to day life. Just playing around. Mm-hmm. Now you understand more of what goes into it. But there is this trend going around. I think it's a TikTok trend, and it's made its way over to Instagram. But people will put their foot on a wall, mm-hmm. oh, twist, yep. turn around, and right. then stand up and open to uh, into like this V, v. with the legs, which I want to do. I'm going to do it. Hey, right. do it. I so haven't done it yet. Do you have, do you have step-by-step goals you want to reach since you started the go- uh, yoga? Well, the headstand was one of okay. my right. uh, goals, which mm-hmm. I did reach. Um, <clears throat> that's a good question. I should right. probably create enough. I think my goal now is just for consistency. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, that, uh, uh, consistency. That was that was actually since COVID. That was one of my also one of my goals. It wasn't going to the gym trying to compete with Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything like that. It was just one of those things where I wanted to be consistently and I wanted to lose my stomach. And okay. uh, my my daughter at one point called me old man. I said, okay, that's it. Oh, no. And she called me old man for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh, no. So your daughter motivated you. Hey, whatever it takes. Yeah, I mean, I was already motivated. It's just that she she put the icing on the cake. That's all. Okay, gotcha. Are you uh, well, eating? Good are, for her. Yeah, yeah. Are you um, eating healthy as well? Yes. Um, so I have a mainly plant-based diet. Um, generally, I stay away from animal products. So I stay away from dairy lactose um even eggs and every now and then i do incorporate fish so i'm not 100 percent vegan but that is still considered a plant-based diet uh by the national nutrition society so um that's what i do oh I so you are confined so then you are confined possible. so you are confined to a uh, a diet okay i was that was my next question so you are dieting is that is that I considered think- dieting I would consider it a lifestyle because okay. I've been living this lifestyle for quite some time. Okay. Uh, before a while, I was strictly vegan. Okay. Um, I did an alkaline lifestyle, I even did raw for a while, okay. pescatarian. I've done all these different things. So now I'm incorporating, I guess you could say, vegan and pescatarian. But what's mainly, what's so, so, so important is to have whole foods. And I'm not talking about the store. I'm talking about... <clears throat> Eating whole foods that are not processed. That's not processed. So keeping the processing down as much as possible, having foods in their original form as much as possible, but or when you cook, do it in a um, a conscious way, like being thoughtful about what types of seasonings, what type of oil, how long you're cooking, the temperatures, all of these things matter. But whole foods is the way. That's the way, not the processed stuff. Your short list of whole foods. My short list. Okay. Are you are you asking for a short list? Or you asking no, I'm asking about list? yours. Okay, well, I love smoothies, okay. um, and they're a great way to get a lot of nutrition in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I stick to mainly fruit. I know some people add all types of like powders 
and proteins and greens. Right. You can do so many different things with smoothies. That's what I love about it. Okay. I, I typically stick to like fruit smoothies because that's okay. my thing and that's what okay. I really enjoy. Okay. Like tropical types of fruits. Good. Mangoes, strawberries, blueberries. Right. Sometimes I use like the, the baby bananas. Um, but I, I don't do much banana. And then uh, I incorporate other things as well. Pineapple. So um, there's that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I also incorporate green tea. I drink green tea daily. I have my cup here too. <laughs> the good tea. The good tea. Jasmine green tea. <laughs> my favorite. Right on. So, um, so I am a tea drinker. Um, what else? I like to incorporate some type of leafy green, usually at dinner or lunch. Um, I have grains, legumes, even, but with those things, I, I have to keep it to a limit for my personal lifestyle. Okay. Now, other people might not have to do that, but I have to keep greens, uh, excuse me, grains and legumes to a minimum. But just fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, oil. Some Americans would say that's a bit excessive. And what do you tell them? <laughs> Excessive in what sense? Do your do your own thing. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I've heard that before. Yes, it is. It is extreme in the current climate of what people typically eat. I don't really eat fast food. I mean, I don't. Um, when I if I'm in a situation where I'm traveling and it's like not many options and I have to get some fast food, I might do. I typically go to like Mexican. Because Mexican restaurants or fast food like Chipotle or something like that, they often offer fresh food, whole food options. Okay. So I can choose whole foods without it being highly processed. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't have a typical standard American diet. Some people call it the sad standard American <laughs> diet. I do not have that. Uh, I make no apologies about it. Overall, right. it's been great for me. And um, oftentimes people want to know how I'm doing it, which is why I've started to coach people as well. So, well, I mean, I mean, call me extreme. I'll be well, back. I only I only teased you about that because I don't think it's extreme. I think it's uh, it's a wonderful uh, that you've set a goal for yourself and to the be the best you can be from inside and out. And whoever does. Yeah. Whoever doesn't really get that is missing the point. And I think I learned coming here in Europe how to eat better and I changed my whole way of eating so that's why so um, um, I just I'm glad that you saw something that uh, that helps you to be the best you can be every day and and it and I hope it encourages others to do so so uh, no it's not excessive to me you know actually it has and I didn't know that my lifestyle would be so inspiring when I learned how inspiring my lifestyle is was in 2020 when I started doing these um, workout challenges, okay. I started to subscribe to Betty Rocker's at-home workouts because mm -hmm. we were all, most of us were shut down at mm -hmm. home in 2020. And so I was like, well, this is an opportunity for me to go hard uh, with my with my at-home workout, mm -hmm. incorporating yoga as well. And so I just started putting up a video every day. Every single day I would post either, um, I would post on my wall or post a story showing the workouts that I was doing. I did 90 day challenges. I was working out every day, including the rest days for a month at a time. Mm -hmm. And so many people hit me up and were inspired. And I ended up 
uh, being friends or she became a mentor of mine the woman Betty Rocker who put together this whole series she's okay. amazing amazing huh well I mean uh, that takes us to our next step um, and uh, <laughs> that's where we know where you get your power and your energy and your and your you know your motivation every day um, because it takes consistency uh, you know, as we know through the challenges we have nowadays in our day and age, it's a lot of we don't we don't we don't we never know what's going to happen. So uh, to have health and fitness and clarity in your inside and out is is a is a plus. So and you recognize things that you could change for yourself, and that hopefully that's encouraging encouraging to others. Let's talk about your gift. Yay! Okay, uh, now. Clearly, singing is an amazing grace for you. Um, why don't you take us back to the beginning? Um, when did you start singing, and why do you love singing? Ooh, okay. So I started singing because it's natural for me. My mother is a singer and a okay. pianist. Okay. Um, I'm sure she was singing while I was in the womb because okay. she would lead songs, lead the choir, oh, um, nice. direct the choir, play piano at church. I was born right into it in a Baptist church in Fresno, Texas, <laughs> in the country right outside of Houston, Texas. Okay. Um, so uh, I was born into it. It was just, it was natural. It was in my weekly environment. Mm -hmm. So that's where it started. Uh, my mom said I was singing songs like right out of the womb, just like as a baby, just making up melodies and stuff. So that's that's literally where it started. And I love it so much because I feel like it's generating out of me. Now, mm. Mm. I know now that it's something that's even bigger than me that just flows through me. Okay. But it feels like it's something that I'm just creating. It just comes out. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I don't even have to think about it. When, you know, I'm just doing my thing, just, let, just letting the sounds flow. And it's very healing. That's why we have sound therapy. These tones, um, these pitches and tones and how we string together melodies. You know, music takes us to a place, whether it has lyrics or not. These sounds can be transformative and they can transport us. So just the power of sound, um, okay. I don't take it for granted. And it also has the power to bring people together, like you and I right now. Right, exactly. So it was spiritual in the beginning. You. Uh, hmm. Inherited from your your mom, um, any professional yeah. any professional um, classes or anything like that? Any schooling? That oh yes, eventually that is what happened. So that I was t I took you all the way from the beginning, okay. and then um, yes, eventually we'll I did. I had multiple multiple voice coaches. I was involved in school choirs, and my my teachers would always take me under their wing and put me into voice competitions and oh, things nice. like that. So um, I also had that training as well. Mm -hmm. um, at what stage in your life did you know that your voice was magical enough to perform regularly on stages? Early, actually. Um, one really? of my mom's best friends who has passed now, um, her mm -hmm. name was Phyllis. Wow. But she, I, I was maybe six, something like that. I was really young, seven, eight, somewhere around there. Um, I was a part of the Gospel Music Workshop of America. So Houston Mass Choir, Texas Mass Choir, Gospel Music Workshop of America. That's the, the wow. tiers, if you will. And so um, they took me on really. I remember leading 
leading a song with the adult choir. This is a national choir. And I was leading one of the songs Incredible. for an adult choir as a child. At what age was that? So, <laughs> I was like maybe eight. Wow. I was maybe eight. We were traveling <laughs> wow. and everything. Yeah, so I knew then, but I wasn't sure just how much I wanted that to be a part of my life because I was pulled in a few different directions. My mom really, really, um, she really, really Encourage. felt that. Yeah, thank you. She encouraged education. Okay. Education was very, very, very important to her. Music was like, well, this is what we do. It's just natural, but make sure you get that education. Um, so there's that. And then in high school, I became a part of a gospel girl group. Um, and so we were recording music. We were traveling, singing at all these different places. Mm-hmm. So I knew this, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. You knew it. <laughs> Can you think back when you say, I got this? Were you at age eight? I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of responsibility. I mean, did you feel like I you were in a playground it. or something? Or you were just, oh, I mean, I, mean, I didn't know because okay. I was always in that environment. Okay. I was always at so church, it was just normal. always singing. It, honestly, it was normal. I didn't, I didn't know the magnitude of that until I was an adult. Like, whoa, look what I did when I had to, you know, go back and, you know, write my bio and all that stuff. Like, hey, I've done all these things. And I'll, I'll even say, um, I'll come back to it. Go ahead. Okay. As we, as we both know, singing is one thing but discipline and confidence to maintain a high level of excellence is another thing um what's your secret of maintaining such a challenging art form in such a demanding business i'm gonna be honest with you it's not always easy i have self-doubt moments as Mm. well even now Mm. i'm like i know this i've done this several times and i still have to give myself that pep talk like we got this. It's that nervousness that sit, that sets in when it's important, you know, yeah. where I, when I feel it's important. Um, and so I just transmute that energy and then use it on stage. But um, I guess just having people that believe in me, honestly, having other people that have poured into me, that have believed in me, that have told me how great I am that made a huge difference for me because I know that there's a critic in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. and there are also critics all around me. Mm -hmm. Some of those critics have been, they were close to me at one time, Mm -hmm. just always in my ear about what I need to fix. Mm -hmm. So um, the encouragement of others has helped me tremendously, especially my mother. Okay, especially, is it, for me, it's always a few people that really can get in my head in a good way and my and and I feel they have my best interests at heart. Yeah. And there's some that just get on your nerve and Oof. and don't, you know, and just don't get how to uh, get the best out of you. Who would you say keeps you keeps you maintaining that confidence when you are at your lowest point? Ooh, when I'm at my lowest point. Um, is it God? I already is it spoke prayer? with my mother. It... I would. Oh, okay, I thought we were talking about people. No, so, in, in general, just this is general? about you. This is about you. Okay, so there are certain close friends that I have. I definitely have some close friends that just speak life into me. Even when I'm at my lowest, I can tell them about it. I can be completely vulnerable, and they just speak life into me. So I'm grateful for those people. Um, and I have mentors that help me as well. Outside of that, absolutely meditation and prayer. I have my own spiritual practice. Those things help me tremendously. Meditation gives me an, uh, it's an awesome opportunity to just work things out in my head. (laughs) 
work it out, get okay. to a space of silence, and then prayer helps to direct and helps me to get into a space of gratitude. Does that also mean that you have to, after meditation, that you, to be the best on the stage, you practice more or you feel like you haven't done enough in the one uh, uh, a week and to for your next show? Or, or does it just come natural? You say, I got this, I go on the stage and, and it's on. There's a combination. Um, some things come up at the last minute and they don't offer an opportunity to rehearse for them. <laughs> so you just got to go natural. Like, this is what I do. Make sure I warm up. I'm pretty consistent and relentless with my warm ups. I know some people have it naturally. They don't feel like they need to do it. But all of my voice coaches have always told me that the warm up is important. So I, at the very least, I'm going to warm up. Um, I typically like to go through the songs, have some level of rehearsal or practice before, and I still have a voice coach. So I do practice uh, whenever possible. And then sometimes I just have to, it's just off the cuff and I just got to go for it. Okay. And and is singing lessons and, oh, you, so you still have the singing lessons and the coaches, coaching? I still have Good one. Yeah, you. I work with one vocal coach at this time. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um is singing a way okay we talked about this i think is singing a, a way of meditating meditation for you or is meditating something totally different sometimes singing is meditative if i'm doing it is it a ballad or is it a, song, a certain song or a certain mood? you know let me say this if i'm performing uh-huh. singing is not meditative for me okay not if i'm performing okay. because i want to make sure that i'm um projecting okay and emoting right so okay. i'm i'm giving something when i'm performing okay but in meditation it's more of a receiving okay so if i'm using music in a meditative way or singing in a meditative way it's typically alone maybe in the shower something like that okay <laughs> tell me tell me when did the songwriting skills begin okay I started songwriting in middle school. Um, I started by just writing out songs that I would hear on the radio because I loved them so much. And um, and then from there, it became poetry. Just I just started writing poetry. Just one day, it just mm-hmm. it was like out of thin air. Mm-hmm. So I definitely believe in inspiration. Like that's a real thing. And so poems started coming to me, and then eventually I turned those poems into songs. Mm-hmm. So that was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, inspiration of writing is there a certain formula that you go by is there anything that um, you can tell us about your method if it's something that you're grabbing from life or a certain moment and it just clicks and you bring out a pen and start jotting things mm-hmm. down or? I've used multiple methods I've written with multiple people sometimes okay. just by myself and so sometimes yeah. there's something on my mind that I need to get out like okay I gotta write about this other times I have music that needs lyrics and I'm like okay what am I feeling or what's going on in the world or what, you know what what's there what's there and I just pick up on what's there and I just start writing other times there's a particular topic like okay this is the topic that came to me or this is the topic that I'm being produced with um, like I, right now I'm collaborating with uh, this rap group out of Cali and so they sent me the song so it already had the topic I needed. So I wrote my verse and the hook was already there. So in that situation, the, mm-hmm. the subject matter was already there. So I wrote around the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know formula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a formula. Uh-huh, okay. 
to the next step would be do you do you generally enjoy storytelling um singing about yes. what's happening in the world or telling a story about your personal life challenges something like this I love storytelling uh through song I'm not much of a storyteller to just talk just spec talking stories or, or sharing them in that sense because what I notice about me is I, I like to go on tangents and I'll talk about everything else I'm like oh yeah and another thing oh yeah and another thing oh yeah back to the story I'm all over the place but okay. in song okay. <laughs> I can keep it concise and stay on topic and then do all these things with my voice so I love telling stories through singing well I guess that's a, singing is another way of storytelling right Absolutely. It's one of the most fabulous ways to storytell. It makes me think about Betty Wright because I was recently studying some of her music oh, yeah. for a show. Yeah, and she's an excellent storyteller. I mean, Betty Wright? Mm -hmm. Amazing. 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 Is there, a, is there a song that you consider um, a life-changing story? Or not necessarily life-changing, but very important to you story song that you can... Tell us about that you've written. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm listening. I'm like, oh, all these caveats. All right. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't have life doesn't, changing. Okay, good. Story. Okay, good. That I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just one that you know you was like, oh, I remember this, and and it, and it was just everything about that particular story, maybe resonated in somebody else's life. Okay. Yes. A song that I wrote from my former group actually, Messed Up. <clears throat> One of the great things about that song, Messed Up, is that it, it's, it's guttural. It's vulnerable. It shows what the, the things that aren't so pretty. Things that might be considered ugly because right. the, the subject matter is that I messed up. Right. So I'm admitting fault, right? right. Um, there's a spiritual element to it. And it was also um, debuted by Billboard. So it did make the Billboard charts. I am very proud of that song. It was life changing. <laughs> I mean, I like that. I like that because I also reflect back to some <laughs> times where I wasn't at my best. And then I look at now and I'm so grateful where I, I look back then and I look where I am now. And I'm just going like, yeah, you know, yes. and I have, yes. you know what I mean? And I ha and I actually have no fear of telling the what it was and why it was. But because I'm so grateful and 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 satisfied and content to where i am now that it doesn't shake me that's wonderful and i and i'm hoping that what i'm telling someone else they can also know that you should not have no fear about where you were and what was happening then just know where you are and and how you, how hard you work to get to where you are absolutely it's great to celebrate yourself i'm glad to hear you say that because yeah. we I, I will yeah. speak for myself. I don't do that enough. And so I've yeah. been working to get better at that. This year, I've been making a concerted effort. So, so it's great to hear you say that you recognize that in yourself. Celebrate was, you. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was saying that too. I was like, some of my friends, when I was dancing on Soul Train, and some of my friends, they oh, contact right. me and they said, Brother, do you remember this day when you did this? You remember when you came to Soul Train when we all the brothers and sisters was fighting and you stopped us and told everybody to quit arguing and going, going against each other? And I, for me, it was just... For me, those days were just me being me. I got the—I guess I got this personality from my mom, and it's—and I don't know 
I don't. I didn't know it was such a. Uh, uh, um, uh, I. It was just natural for me to mm-hmm. bring things and people together when I felt like um, that. Why are we doing this? There's no reason for this, and the real only only outcome from this is uh, is pain. Wow. And, and that um, if you are not trying, if if you not trying to have fixed the problem you're not part of the solution then you're part of the problem that's the kind of mentality i have so i'm always trying to find a solution for a problem that maybe there is no maybe there's no actual solution for the problem but uh, at some point you have to some point you have to either be uh someone that's trying to like just kind of uh, change uh, change the energy, and you want to be around. I don't want to be around a bunch of uh, 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 negative and painful okay. situations. I, uh, you know, Same. and 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 because I'm living like this, I want to be around people that also lift me up. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I think uh, I don't. Get, we don't get enough of that. I don't think that I get enough of that, which I and I'm striving for every day. And I and I don't think that uh, I don't have the right people around me to get that it's just it's if you contribute yourself into something like this and it's a it's a and it's a lifelong journey to uh to right you know and you just have to take go with the punches sometimes sometimes it can be very hard to forgive I hear you on that you just you just spoke a whole word but let's not just skip over what you said did you say you used to dance on Soul Train yeah did I hear you what Roberta you on Soul Train (laughs) for about eight years about eight years that is dope. I yeah. love that. I need. I need to see video. I need proof. I, 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 trust me. I, trust me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show you some. That's why when you, you got into when you when we were talking about the yoga and all this stuff, it was exciting for me because I remember um, the kind of dedication I had for dance back then. Um, that is wonderful. Yeah, take, I, I never knew that about <laughs> you. See, that's great. Yeah, taking the dance classes, jazz, ballet, street dance, and I did. You know. So for me, it was that's why, on the on the decisive artist series, it's important for me to know that you are human, and yes, you make mistakes, and how you get past these things. It's very, very important to me that people that listen to the podcast understand that yes, it's struggle. Yes, it's hard. Yes, um, the ones that are if you work hard enough, you can achieve work hard enough and long enough and sometime artists singers performers it takes a lifetime you know to achieve the ultimate the ultimate goal so okay getting back to you what learning experience did you gain after writing your first (laughs) to the last song and how does how do they differ is it context style content okay i think what i'm learning now Back then, it was just, for my first song, I was writing what I felt. I was writing based on what I heard other people had already produced. So if it was a song on the radio, I was writing according to that rhyme and reason and scheme and all of that. It was just trying to match up what I had heard before. Mm -hmm. So using that template to just create my own, right? Now... I am focused on, I'm really melody driven and just allowing words to flow. So coming up with melodies that I think will 
content makes sense that people can remember and want to sing along to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the melody is very much so important. And then outside of that, just letting words flow and not be, because I can be um, a perfectionist sometimes or overly analytical. Yeah, right. Just not mulling over the words too much. Just, just kind of let it out. I want to be clever. I want to do all those things that songwriters do, especially successful songwriters. At the same time, I don't want to be so stuck on the words because half the time people don't even listen to words. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, but long-lasting, <laughs> important words uh, stand the test of time, and that's why it's still important. Right. So just knowing that balance, mm. you know. But melodies, melodies, melodies win every time. Melodies. Okay. If you could give some important advice or tips to a young, inspiring singer, talent, what would that be? My advice would be, number one, believe in yourself. Have unshakable faith in yourself. Because you might hear any and everything from other people. (laughs) But you got to be able to stand on your square, stand firm, and be grounded, and know that you are the shh, right? The shh. Okay, so that's number one. She is knit. Yes. Number two, um, hone your craft. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you're not in those lessons or if you're not taking if you're not doing something to improve your skills do that so that you can be formidable and undeniable when a person sees you or when they hear you excuse me they are like oh wow and um thirdly take pride in your appearance mm-hmm. present yourself present. the best way that you can mm-hmm. um so again believe in yourself keep honing your skills and care about your presentation awesome is there a song or artist that uh, has impacted your life in any way in an important way major way <laughs> um is there a song or an artist okay so the, I'm just gonna go with who, who comes okay I got two um the most influential artist for me of all time is Aretha Franklin and it has a lot to do with my my upbringing my mother played Aretha Franklin I already told you about my my background in the church Mm -hmm. um and she was very close to Reverend James Cleveland and he is the one who founded the Gospel Music Workshop of America which I was very involved in so for me it's Aretha Franklin hands down for so many reasons she's just she's the queen right (laughs) the queen snap snap Aretha Franklin Uh secondly Sade Oh, and the song right. is Love is Stronger Than Pride. I can listen to that song on repeat for hours, for days. Okay. It's just, that song does it for me. And it's hard to choose one song of all the songs that I love, but I can listen to that song on repeat. And it never gets old to me. And I love Sade in every way. Could I say that Sade, you sound a little bit like her. Can I say that? Is, is you she, can say that. I is mean, she I meant because uh, remember, yeah, remember, she's one of my influences. When I discovered you guys a long time ago, and I was listening, and I heard your voice, I was listening to acid jazz, rare groove, and it was lounge music stuff, and and then I recognized you were the lead singer from Waterseed, um, mm-hmm. and this music, and then now that you just brought up, <laughs> just brought up Shade, I was like, okay, now. When I listen back to Magnificent, you you have this magic that she has, uh, subtle but 
loving and 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 uh, picturesque kind of thing. That's, Thank you. That's that's amazing. Let us talk about your performing aspects of the game. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's a high compliment, by the way. Thank you. Oh, no problem. What would be your number one thing to practice, master, or keep in mind? Is there a short list? Hmm. When it comes to performing, my short list is engage. Engage, engage, engage. And I mean, engage the audience, whatever form that is, because sometimes it's virtual mm -hmm. and I might not see the audience, but I need to capture them or my it's my intention to capture them through the camera. Okay. I say this because as creatives, particularly singers um, and other artists that are performing artists, we can be in our heads or we can go within because what we're doing, we're taking something from within and we're taking it outward. We're emoting, we're sharing. Um, but sometimes you can kind of get stuck on what's going on inwardly. Um, I had to focus on opening my eyes when I sing because it's more comfortable, co more comfortable to close my eyes. I just, right. I'm just here with it, right? Yeah, I'm like, oh, there's a whole audience out here. It's not just me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So make sure I engage. And that's been huge for me because I engage, because I show that I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I'm just like, you know, having a good time. People then will have a good time along with me. And it always translates into having great stage presence. People always tell me, you have great stage presence. It's because I'm engaging. Okay. Just before you get to the stage, is there, uh, do, how do you prepare mentally and physically? Uh, do you, I mean, to bring it every single time on stage, how do you bring it? I mean, how do you prepare yourself mentally and physically? I almost always take a moment to myself. Uh, even when people are around, I will go find a corner or something to myself. Um, I set my intentions. So whatever I intend to bring across on the stage, um, I set that intention. I also say a prayer and I visualize myself killing it. <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> now that you're a solo. I'm grateful. Uh, say it again. I said, I'm grateful. Now that you are a solo singer, doing the solo thing, it took you a while to, to get a team together, right? Well, so... I started as a solo artist, so I'm back to my roots in that sense. Um, but when you come out of an organization that has a set team, um, yes, I did have to rebuild because not only did I rebuild my own team as a solo artist, and some of those people had to fall off because of you know life stuff. That, sh that just happens. People come in and out. Um, but also I relocated. So I started over back to my back to the basics as a solo artist and I relocated so yes I've been building my team and it's actually been amazing it's been an amazing journey and I'm, I'm so grateful so um, yes I do have musicians that I work with I also have an A&R um, I have a consultant and there's some other people um, that help me with marketing and social media management as well so there are a few groups of musicians that I work with they're like clusters of musicians you have any names for us? Give them Absolutely. a shout out. I got a shout out, Troy Gunn. Um, that's my A&R boo. Like he's, he's so, so, so reliable and there for me. He's helped to make a lot of things happen. Um, Richard Dunn has been great. He's sort of a, a silent team member, if you will. I say that 
because he's just so busy and doing many things, but he's been very, very helpful for me. Once I moved back to Atlanta, he's introduced me to a lot of people. Um, and he's just been very, very great and instrumental in helping me to um, get to another level as a solo artist mm -hmm. and put me in front of the right people to assist. Um, also, I have to shout out Simran Keys and her team. They've helped me a lot with um, social media marketing and promotion. And so um, also I got to shout out my girl Dion Baldwin. She's been holding me down for years as one of my best friends. And she was also my manager at one point. She has expanded her family. So that's her focus right now. But yeah, she's been she's been amazing as well. Awesome. That's good. We all we all need somebody to lean Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I need people. Okay. You know? I am not a one woman show. <laughs> uh, when I was booked uh, as a DJ in Russia, um, I discovered the band Water Seed, in which you were the lead singer, um, and mm -hmm. your voice stood out in a big way at that time in the album Fresh, the Fresh Thank album. You. And again, I for some reason I was looking on the internet. This was this. Was, I found you guys on MySpace at this time. <laughs> that tells you how long ago. That's how funny it was. <laughs> and um, again, I go back to this acid jazz, rare groove, lounge sound. And for um, maybe that's not the genre you guys were t targeting, or whatever. But for me, that I had this <laughs> feeling that. It, owners that booked me they opened up a new restaurant and this was the sound that i wanted to present and i was searching all over the internet for this music and then i found water scene i couldn't believe it and i never never forgot this um because at that moment it was the exact sound i was searching for you wrote a song on this uh album um tell me some good times that you had as a lead singer with water seed and tell me um why you wrote the song Magnificent? Okay, this is an interesting question. First of all, I have to thank you for telling me that story because I had no idea that that's how you found the band. <laughs> so that's amazing. You know, you were you were looking for something and, and we feel the need at that time. So that is, that's beautiful. That, really, that, yeah. that is beautiful. It, you know, you it, never it, know what type, what will come out of things. It really is. Um, some of the some of the great times I think uh, for me are the achievements, you know, to be able to be I am a part of the recording academy that came through um, me being a part of that group. That's what I joined. Um, again, having music that I've written on the Billboard charts um, to be recognized as uh, being nominated for certain awards. Um, when I lived in New Orleans, like the Big Easy Awards and stuff like that. So for me, the the high points or the highlights or, or the accolades, and then some of the laughs that we had right. on some of those arduous, long journeys. <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of time spent on the road in a van. Um, and some of those moments were crazy, and I dare not speak of them. And yeah, other times on, were just hilarious. Crazy. Life you is know? nuts. When you have yeah, a team of so people, it's nuts, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. So um, some of those laughs that we shared, you know, were, were great. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking for what's was there. A, was there was there a moment, a couple of moments where just like you were like, it was just 
phenomenal, a great uh, um, contribute to your growth uh, as an as a solo artist. Well, yeah, I would. Well, yeah, I, I, there were so many moments on stage like that. I think we had a lot of moments on stage that I felt the audience was right there with us, okay, and cool. they they felt it. So great. a lot of moments like that. I think my last performance with Waterfeet actually. Um, was a pinnacle experience because I feel that the audience was transformed. I know they were right there with us. There were people that came up to me afterwards and told me how moved they were. And months later came back to me and told me how moved they were from my performance. So I really appreciate that. And that was at Brooklyn Bowl in Brooklyn, New York. Um, so that, that was a pinnacle performance. That same weekend we performed at the John F. Kennedy Center in D.C. That was great as well. The uh, Diana Ross was performing at the John F. Kennedy Center that night. So, you know, some of the venues that I performed at with them and just being able to have those experiences with the audience have been great. You also asked about um, what brought on the song Magnificent. Mm -hmm. I don't want to forget that. Magnificent is a special song because it started out a little bit different. It it started out um, as a reggae sound. That was my original idea musically okay the lyrics were the same so the okay. the lyrics that you hear in the final version are the same as they were originally but um production wise that that was what i was hearing and that's what they were trying to produce but actually we changed the sound in russia while we were there obviously you were you're connected to that russia right. trip because we were experimenting with other sounds and so it was like hey why don't we try because we were listening to music more like that at the time and I was really into that kind of music too and so I was like oh yeah yeah I like this sound and, and it just came honestly that sound developed organically I don't remember who was like hey let's just try it this way uh -huh. and then we were all like yeah that sounds good and so then I just started flowing over it and people had ideas about how the flow should go because it it switches between a rap scene feel so it's like scene talk rap um, that's what I'm doing vocally on that song. So it's not just all singing like it was originally. Really? So, um, and then the, the subject matter came out of a former relationship. I was going through a major breakup oh, okay. at the time. And um, it's me talking my ish. I'm like, right. look, my love is magnificent. You right. might have forgot, but I'm still hot. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that that's where the, mm -hmm. the subject matter came from. I was just really trying to build myself up while feeling torn down right. by this uh, lifelong committed relationship that I was in that was literally falling by the wayside. That's real That's real talk. Feelings, hurt. And and a lot of, did a lot of people feel that? Oh, people love that song. I, that was a lot of people's favorite song from that project. And sometimes I don't get to hear that because when you are in a group and you are submerged the way that right, I was, the right. way that we all were, right. it was just all about the group. Right. Not so much, even though I was the front right. woman, it was it was about everybody. Right. But a lot of times I didn't get to hear how people felt about me specifically. Right. So I appreciate you saying how much that, that stood out to you. That song in my voice in particular. Thank yeah, you. you have a, I mean, you have a great voice. I mean, it, um, thank um, you. I would like to hear more energy, though. I mean, you do a lot of ballads and laid back stuff. I want to hear some more gut music, but I'm sure it's in there someplace. Have you not heard my new single? We're going to talk about that one, too. <laughs> I know it's there and, and I'm behind the clock a little bit. And I'm sure you're going to correct me on this, but I'm, I'm, I'm OK with that. <laughs> um, what is your fondest memory performance? Okay, as a solo artist, uh, my fondest memory performance. 
Ooh. Um, it's been since what, 2019 or 2020, right? Since 2020. Okay, good. Yeah, right. since it's 2020. Okay. You know what? Even though I've had some wonderful experiences, I'm going to say it was my very first show as a solo artist coming out of the gate, which was at the House of Blues in New Orleans. Okay. That, that was a, a pinnacle because it was an amazing sound. Um, it was just, it was a great experience overall. My band was on point. Um, shout out to Reggie Nick and the other guys. Reggie Nick also produced uh, my first EP, More Than Enough. Check that out. Um, but yeah, he was the MD for that show. And it was just, it was magical because I felt like Diana Ross, I'm mm. coming out. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. That's how I felt. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was great. It was great. I got a lot of good content from it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was showing everybody like, boom, I'm here. And House of Blues is major. Right. On top of that. <laughs> House of Blues So yeah, is major. Def- definitely the House of Blues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shalia, do me a favor and tell us What's coming up? What can we expect from you? So I'm super duper duper excited Mm -hmm. to share with everybody that I have a new song coming out entitled Pursuit. Um, And so you just spoke about how you've noticed some of my music is laid back. Mm -hmm. Um, I have ballads. I do have a smooth sound. On this song, you'll get to hear another side of me that people get to hear when they come to my live shows because... I can be very aggressive and guttural, but also sweet. So I have a range. But on this song, I'm talking that ish. Um, (laughs) I think that a lot of us have, all of us have different parts of our personality, different selves that live within us that make the one, right? Mm -hmm. And so on this song, I'm drawing from one of my, one of the women within me that might be seen as darker. And you can see that in the cover art. I think everybody's going to love the cover art. Some people might be blown away by it. Mm. But yeah, I'm just, I'm talking about, this is basically the song is me coming from the perspective of a woman who doesn't want to settle down with the guys that are approaching her. And so she's like, no, I'm not for you. And trust me, you don't want me because I'm toxic sometimes. And this is what it is. And um, I think it's a club banger. Like you, I feel like it can bang anywhere as, as well as the club. Like it's one of those songs that's just, it's just, just feel it. You can have a good time to it. I think it's gonna be a, a summer anthem for my ladies. Uh-oh. And I think men can get into it too. That sounds like something I gotta do a house remix on. <laughs> I would love that. You know what I'm saying? I, I would love to hear that, <laughs> you, know yes. you know what I'm saying? Well, well I'm, I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm really happy that whatever you guys went through with Water Seed, I love your art and I'm glad that, you know, you you're still driven. And Absolutely. yeah, through the pain and the ups and downs. That's proven that you are a true trooper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Which I would have thought was already proven. But you make a great point and I, I don't take anything away from that. To your point. You're right. I'm proving once again that I'm here for the long haul um, and I have personal goals that I'm, I'm reaching for I have something to say yeah and we all have to pay attention as some of the greats and how long it took them 
and how their dedication kept them driven to their dying day. Mm. And so I'm happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been lovely speaking with you today. And thanks again so much for your time. I as much appreciated. Thank you for your time and for having me on your decisive podcast. This is so amazing. And I love your setup. It's great. Where are you in the world right now? I'm in Germany. I'm, I'm in Munich. Munich, Germany. Okay. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in Munich. And I'm wishing you all the best on your uh, uh, creative endeavors. And again, thank you so much. Thank you, Roberto. And I wish you all the best as well with all of your creative endeavors, the podcast. Thank you. DJing and, and everything that you do, because I'm sure you have a variety of offerings. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I'm all these questions that I ask you as I ask myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a great one, huh? Thank you. You too, Roberto. Thank you. Wow. <laughs>